Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Morning Maze podcast. I'm your host, Sierra. If you're new here, and if you're not, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm really excited for this week's episode because I got to talk with Mira Patel at Shorty Conquers the Kitchen on Instagram to talk about intuitive cooking and what it means to learn to be intuitive with your cooking and why she loves cooking so much and why she loves to make new recipes and share it with people on Instagram and how that love of cooking came about while she was growing up and what cooking means to her now as she's still working a designer job right now and what she wants to do in the future with her cooking. So yeah, I hope you guys love today's episode. So let's get into today's episode with Mira Patel. Hi, Mira. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, tell my audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Mira. Um, I run a food Instagram mainly, looking to grow those platforms, but it's called uh, Shorty Conquers the Kitchen. And basically, I just share recipes that I come up with. They're all vegetarian. I'm not going to say they're healthy because they're not, but um, some of them are. Um, But I really just share food that I come up with and a lot of the inspiration that I um, base my recipes off of is just like fusion food mainly based off my culture of being Indian and so I put a little bit of that spin but I'm also really open to trying other cuisines and I just try and share that with my audience. That's awesome and what does your morning routine look like? Um, Okay so I watch a lot of morning routines and I think they're all really fun and I try to base my life off of that but I am not a morning person at all whatsoever mm-hmm. so I tend to get up like 30 minutes before I have to be somewhere because I just can't can't do the morning thing but I'm pretty consistent with what I do do in the morning so usually I just get up um brush my teeth do my skincare um one thing that I will never not do is make my bed because it just makes me feel overall put together. So that's like the second thing I do. Mm-hmm. And then I usually make a cup of cha. Um, I don't drink coffee, but cha is something I cannot give up. So I make that every morning and then pack my lunch, uh, eat a really, really quick breakfast. If that's popping a bagel in the toaster and eating that while I'm getting ready, then that's what that is. Um, then I get ready and then I usually just am like running out the door or jumping on my first meeting so not fancy at all but that's just how my mornings go that's awesome and I looked over your Instagram page and in your bio you mentioned intuitive cooking what is intuitive Mm -hmm. cooking yeah so that's this thing that I kind of came up with um I I'm a fan of not using measurements um and just kind of throwing things together and adjusting as you go so um this kind of what I push for in my recipes um if you look at any of them that are in the caption a lot of them are just me saying I eyeballed everything which is really what I do so I like have a list of the ingredients and like rough measurements Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that like that's the like tried and true like method to do it um because I think that everybody everybody knows how to cook whether you're good at it or not because you have had good food and you've had bad food and you know, right when you take a bite of something, whether you like it or you don't like it. And so kind of what I try and make my content geared towards is just following what you 
like what your taste buds and your your palate is telling you and not not just blindly following a recipe um because obviously my taste in spice or in saltiness or you know whatever is going to be different from yours and from everybody else's so that's kind of that concept and why did you start posting about food in your instagram um so i have loved being in the kitchen loved cooking loved everything to do with food since i was like three i used to follow my grandma around our kitchen and just try and do everything when i was little um i i was using the stove i was using knives probably before I was like six not the safest thing but you know I was doing it and that kind of really sparked my love for it she just put so much passion into cooking mm-hmm. and that kind of rubbed off on me and so I always enjoyed doing it and then once I got a little bit older I started watching like Food Network and just like watching YouTube videos of people cooking and it was just always so cool to me to see how everybody's style was different and then I started picking like pieces of different things that I was seeing kind of just trying them out Mm -hmm. and that kind of sparked my love and then when I was in college I decided that I just wanted to share what I was cooking like in whatever free time I had I always knew that I wanted to grow my following and just continue sharing food but it was very difficult when I was in college just because like I didn't have like so much time since I was in school had a bunch of activities, was working, like all this stuff. So it kind of was put on the back burner until I graduated last year. Mm-hmm. And since then I've been pretty consistent with it and I've been enjoying it. It's a very like creative outlet for me. What made you decide to focus on the niche intuitive cooking and sharing that that concept of intuitive cooking to other people? Yeah. So like I said, I really don't like measuring. Uh, that kind of comes also not only from the fact that I think that like I just kind of throw stuff together and it usually comes together. I also really despise doing dishes at the end. And when you <laughs> have to use a bunch of like measuring cups, and measuring spoons and all that stuff, that's like adding to my pile of dishes. Mm-hmm. So I typically don't do that. Like I really don't use measuring things. Um, but I really wanted to focus on it because I don't think that I've ever cooked with the same dish twice, like Mm -hmm. making it taste the same because every time I do it, I change something or I might like skip a step or, you know, whatever the case may be. And just the idea of sharing the way I cook was something that really interested in me because I've heard so many people say, oh, I don't know how to cook or I'm not good at cooking. And I just don't think that that's true. Like, Uh I think that everyone can cook as long as you you've eaten food, which we've all been eating food since we were little. So yeah. Yeah. And how do you find new recipes to make new foods with? Do you just look up online or do you just do it on the fly? Um, so I follow a lot of other creators. Sometimes I get inspired by that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of my recipes are just based off of things that I've tried or, um, sometimes just like holidays that are coming up or I'll have a craving for something and then I'll make that. But I typically come up with recipes at weird times of the day. Like Mm -hmm. yesterday, I came up with like five recipes while I was watching a movie. Um, I've come up with recipes in the shower. Just, I don't know. I'm inspired by a lot of things that don't necessarily have to do with food at all. Like Mm -hmm. I could just be watching TV and something will like pop in my head. Obviously, it's not always a completed recipe or an idea. It's just like a thought that I have to build out later. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, I'm inspired by other creators, um, food that I've eaten at restaurants, just Mm -hmm. walking through the grocery store, even like just looking at ingredients and kind of thinking about what I can do with those. That's awesome. And when those recipes pop up in your head randomly, do you have to immediately write it down or else you'll forget it? Yep. I have notes. I have multiple notes in my phone that are just recipe ideas. Mm -hmm. And as soon as a recipe pops up in my head, I need to write it down because if I don't five seconds later, I won't remember what it was. Uh So yeah. What if you're in the shower? Um, I just keep repeating it in my head so that I don't forget. Like, yeah, I'll be washing my hair and just keep repeating, like, pasta dish, pasta dish. And then as soon as I get out, I'll, like, type it really quick so I can stop saying it. Uh-huh. Something yeah. that might help, there's actually waterproof pads that can stick to your wall on the shower. So in case you get those shower thoughts, you can write it down. Okay, that's really helpful. I'm going to look into that because sometimes it's a little weird when it like a recipe pops into my head mm-hmm. right when I get into the shower and then I'm like oh no I have to like keep repeating this for the <laughs> yeah. entirety of my shower <laughs> yeah so that's very helpful thanks mm-hmm. and what has your journey with intuitive cooking been like and like making bad recipes making good recipes what has that been like um so I'm not going to say that everything I make is good because it's not true like I made um one of the recipes I had was green goddess nachos those were not supposed to be nachos they were it was supposed to be um I don't even remember what it was supposed to be quite honestly but uh-huh. I made it it was like 11 o'clock um and I made it and I like tried like the recipe together and it did not taste good at all and so I was like okay well I put in all this effort I've already filmed most of it let me like on the fly come up with something else to make so I just like grabbed anything and everything that I thought would go with it and I started like just like putting little pieces of Brussels sprouts and some of the sauce that I made on top of like crackers and chips and like adding cheese and like I just started doing random stuff Uh and eventually I came to a combination what it is now it was tortilla chips with the Brussels sprouts uh-huh. Then it was like um, like a chutney bechamel sauce with some cheese on top Ooh. and Parmesan cheese. And it actually turned out super good. It sounds really strange, uh-huh. but I promise it's really good. And it was just, <laughs> so that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. If I come up with something bad, I usually try and save it by doing something else with it because I don't want to waste the food. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, obviously there's times when something just like really doesn't work and there's nothing you can do to save it. Yeah, but I usually try my best and a lot of the times it will transform into something completely different that will still taste really good mm-hmm. and you said you for filming what does like creating content for your Instagram look like with like having to do do you have to do like multiple takes and video multiple times and stuff for your videos um so usually I don't um unless something just completely does not work mm-hmm. because I don't really I don't really recipe test like I know a lot of creators do where they'll like try the recipe, make adjustments to it and then record it. I don't do that. I just Mm -hmm. come up with an idea and then film it and then whatever happens, happens. And then I'll just adjust um, as I'm going because I mean, that's kind of like my style, like intuitive cooking means that I'm not trying something before. Um, So I usually only do one take, but it is difficult sometimes when things don't work out or like you forget to press the record button or, you know, like things like that. 
like stuff happens and I try not to get like discouraged by that I just let it go like you missed the record button okay that's okay like it's fine they'll still get it Mm -hmm. and with your videos you make it seem really easy how do you like figure out the speed of what your video should go so your viewers and your audience can understand what you're doing uh so that actually took a lot of trial and error if you scroll to like the first reel I ever posted Mm -hmm. I thought that I needed to include every single little piece of everything like putting Mm -hmm. like if I was pouring some onions into a pan I needed to get every single onion out of that bowl and it needed to be in the video and as I like continued that was just not feasible because some recipes take longer and there's more steps so each step has a little bit shorter and so it was a lot of just like me experimenting and then me like watching the video multiple times while I was editing it Mm -hmm. to see fast something needs to be like if I if I doubled the speed of this like is it way too fast or you know is it too slow like so it was a lot of trial and error but I think I'm at a point now where I kind of know what I what style I'm going for and like how fast something needs to be Mm -hmm. for the editing portion but when I'm um like recording it I try and do everything like more slowly just so that like once I go to edit it, it will, I can increase the speed versus decrease it. Cause when you decrease the speed while you're editing, it starts to look kind of strange, uh-huh. but if you increase it, it usually looks okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. And what has been the feedback by people and like, what's your most popular video and why do you think that is? Um, so I've been getting a lot of good feedback. I mean, I really only started being consistent and getting the time to like do what I want with my platform um in like November so it's I'm fairly new um in that space but um some videos don't do well and that's just because of like the algorithm and just things like that um but overall the feedback has been really good I've been meeting a lot of other food creators that comment on my videos and like EDM and like it's really fun Mm -hmm. um my most popular video, though, is this spinach arugula, uh, which is just um, pie, like pie dough. Mm-hmm. And then you cut it into like triangles and then you put this like feta and spinach mixture inside and then you roll it up and then you bake it. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been my most popular video. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think it's just because it's easy, but I've had other videos similar to that that haven't done as well. So honestly, I'm not sure. Maybe mm-hmm. people really like spinach and feta. I don't know. That's cool. And do you have a full-time job outside of this realm of your Instagram? Yes. I work as a visual designer at an apartment marketing um, company. So I work nine to five, Monday through Friday, and then I come home and I do Instagram. And on the weekends, I do Instagram. Yeah. How do you manage your full-time job along with creating content for your Instagram? Um, so I typically film at night or like on the weekends, which I know isn't ideal for like lighting. And I struggle with that sometimes just because at night you don't have the natural light. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just try and like film three to four recipes a week. I plan it out as part of my like meal planning and grocery list and that type of thing. So I like pick four recipes that I think I'll be able to do. And then I will film those. And if I know that I have a recipe that's more difficult or takes longer, then I will save that for the weekend. Um, 
but that's kind of how I balance. I try and get as much done as I can on the weekends, but that doesn't always happen. Um, and I'm kind of very, I'm not too hard on myself. If I'm tired after work, I'll give myself the rest that I need. And if I have to film that day, I'll push, like push it off if I need to, because I, I don't want to film when I'm tired and don't want to do it because then the quality won't be as good. Right. Exactly. And um, how does being a designer help you with your food Instagram? Um, it definitely helps with coming up with like the stories and like how I want the aesthetic of my, like my brand to be, mm-hmm. um, because I spend most of my day looking at colors and looking at fonts and looking at branding for other companies and just like spend my, I spend a lot of my time in that realm. So I see a lot of stuff, which inspires what I put out for my brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what has your journey to becoming a designer been like as well? So it was a very non-traditional path. I started college as a software engineering major. Um, wow, that's a big jump. Yeah. So I started that. I knew that I wanted, even when I was software engineering, I knew that I wanted to do front-end web design type of stuff like that because I explored that in high school and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started software engineering, I had hope. And then that hope kind of dwindled as I continued on in that program. It became a lot of like backend things that I wasn't really a fan of. Like I wasn't being able to be creative. Um, and that was really like taking a toll on my mental health and like all of that stuff. So then I was exploring different majors that I could switch to without having to stay in school for longer than four years. Uh-huh. And I found advertising um so then I switched my major to advertising and every advertising class I took I basically focused more on like web design and user experience and that type of thing right. and that's kind of what led me into this designer role that I'm in now that's really cool and do you eventually want to go full-time into your Instagram and not have to work your visual designer job or do you want to just keep doing this on the side Um, I definitely want to make my food brand my full time. Um, Mm -hmm. I just find that that's what makes me the happiest. And um, when I'm cooking and filming and editing and doing all that stuff, I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm just having fun doing what I love to do. And that's how I want to feel every day. Like, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I love my job. I love design and being a designer. That's fun to me, too. It's just, I don't get that same feeling being a designer as I get running my food Instagram and cooking all day long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why does sharing the love of food with others make you happy? Um, So I grew up Indian and a big part of like Indian culture, especially like the moms, the grandmas, they just love feeding people. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I went home in college, every time I go home now, my grandma will just put out like this whole spread of food and like, just keep feeding me. I could be completely full and she'd be like, but I made this for you. Like you have to take one bite. Uh-huh. And if I say no, she gets really like upset because she like thought of me and like made that specific thing for me. Mm-hmm. But when I take a bite and I tell her how good it is, she gets so happy and her face lights up. And I think the, the, just that whole idea to me is how I feel when people eat my food. Mm-hmm. Um, when I cook for my friends and my family, just like seeing how much they enjoy it or the feedback that they give me, that just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also 
I like sharing my culture. I grew up um, hating it, wanting to like be different than who I was. Um, and then as I got older, I decided that I didn't know why I was doing that because I kind of lost myself. Um, so now I kind of just want to show who I am and like where I come from and like the types of food that I grew up eating and sharing that with other people. Do you know what made that shift within you from hating your culture to now? Do you know what what really made that shift in your mindset? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I look back at it now and I think I just got to a point where I stopped caring. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that happened when I moved to college and I got out of the environment that I was in for like my entire life. Uh Um, So I moved um, for high school and I moved again for college. Um, That's just my life. So when I moved to go to high school, I, um, some of that went away, but it was still there. Mm -hmm. But then when I went to college, I was just like, you know what? I don't know anybody here. I don't know why I'm doing like all of this to hide who I am and like not being happy all the time and pretending to be somebody that I'm not. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to quit doing that. And if people don't like that, then that sucks for them. And that's kind of just what happened. And then since then, I have basically lived unapologetically. I just don't care what other people think. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do me. And at the end of the day, the people who like that will like be drawn to me. Exactly. Just won't. Right. Yeah. And um, where do you see yourself going with your journey in cooking in the future? Um, I definitely think that I will grow my brand on Instagram. Um, I am working on a blog that I'm hoping to get out um, like mid-year, like mm-hmm. in the summertime sometime. Um, I know, I've known for a long time that I wanted to open a restaurant at some point, um, just waiting till like the time is right for that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to write a cookbook. Um, there's a lot of things that I wanted to do, but obviously you can't do everything all at once. And yeah that's just that's overwhelming uh so that's definitely all stuff that are like my major goals in life um I also would love to travel and just try different cuisines Mm -hmm. and share that with like the world I guess yeah um yeah that's awesome and how can somebody get into cooking more um just start honestly just like I know I say don't follow a recipe to the T and like do your own thing. But I think a great way to start is go to the library or look up a recipe on the internet and just find something that interests you. Like if you're craving pasta, go find a pasta recipe and just mm-hmm. make that, like just try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like that's okay. That happens to everyone, even the people that do this full time for a living, own restaurants, all that kind of stuff. Like if you don't start, you'll never know how far you can get. Mm -hmm, for sure and what tips you have for somebody wanting to practice intuitive cooking more uh yeah so kind of how I started I would watch um other people make recipes like on YouTube or like cooking shows and then I would go find the recipe online Mm -hmm. um and follow the recipe and then just try it as I went along so like say I was making um like tacos I would find a recipe and I would follow that like I'd have all the ingredients out and I would start following steps but then as I was going I would try each thing so like if there was like beans I would try those and just adjust the flavor based on like what I thought would go Mm -hmm. if that makes sense um one of the things I do is I 
smell like spices and just I just smell and based off of how my dish smells and the spices smell I'll like add stuff and like throw some extra stuff in taste same thing um so kind of just start with the recipe and then change stuff as you go like if you don't like cilantro don't put cilantro in it like that's completely fine Mm -hmm. um if you want it to be more spicy add more spice if you think um let's see if you think cinnamon would taste really good then add some cinnamon like basically just kind of listen to what your like tongue and your brain is telling you and then just go with it what has been one of your favorite recipes that you've cooked oh gosh um that's a hard one um okay I'll go with um I made a chai spiced french toast where Mm -hmm. I infused the milk with um black tea so I like steeped the milk in black tea before I started making french toast and then I dipped that I dipped the bread into that mixture with the egg and the milk and then I made a like chai spiced um cream cheese to put inside and then I put some apples that were like like in sugar and cinnamon and then um so it was like a stuffed french french toast and then on top I drizzled a chai spiced caramel that I made um and it turned out so good like I was not expecting it to be this good and I haven't made it since that one time that I made it. And so now talking about this, that's what I want to go that's, to eat. That sounds so good. Oh my it gosh. Was really good. It was like the perfect balance of like sweet and like warming spice mm-hmm. to like savory. Because one of the things I don't do when I make French toast is the like the egg mixture. I don't put any sugar in that. So like mm-hmm. that stays very like neutral. And then all the sweetness comes from like, either whatever you're stuffing it with or topping it with mm-hmm. because I'm not a huge fan of super sweet food so that's kind of how I do that balance mm-hmm. is that one on your Instagram it is yes. I think that one has a reel too so, <laughs> yay I'm definitely yeah. going to make that soon because that sounds so good wow. if you try you have to let me know how you like it yeah for sure <laughs> and how much do you learn about yourself through cooking a lot like you learned a lot of stuff about yourself through uh-huh. cooking um you learn how clean and how messy you are you learn your cleaning <laughs> style you learn uh-huh. you learn stuff that you like completely hate and like the stuff that you really like especially if you're being experimental like if you only cook things that you know you like then that's completely fine there's nothing wrong with that but you will never like learn more about yourself than when you're cooking your food and then eating that same food yeah, because it's one thing to eat someone else's food and say, oh, my gosh, this is so good. But doing it yourself, you learn a lot of discipline and you learn a lot of just like things that you wouldn't normally know about yourself. You learn through cooking and the entire process from start to finish. And what does going after your dream life mean to you? It means everything to me. I. Um, this isn't necessarily the most traditional thing that I could be doing if I were to ask my family. I got a lot of pushback when I started posting my food, like my family sometimes would tell me, why, why are you cooking and like spending so much time on this when you could be doing like so many other things. But I knew that that cooking and sharing what I was cooking was important to me. So I kept doing it regardless of what anyone else said to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to me, doing what I love is not only 
doing what I love. It's like showing other people that me doing something different is not a bad thing. Like I can do what I love and still make money and still be successful, even if it's not necessarily what the traditional path is. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, Mira, where can my listeners find you? Um, You you can find me on Instagram at Shorty Conquers the Kitchen. It's all one word or one one username. Um, And then I'm also on TikTok but I mainly focus on Instagram. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun to talk to you. Well, you guys, that is it for today's episode with Mira. I hope you loved listening to her talk about her journey with cooking, her journey with food, and what why she loves to cook in general. So I absolutely love talking with her. I will link all of her social media links down below in the description. And please, if you have not, go rate and review on Apple and Spotify and be sure to tag me on your Instagram whenever you listen to the podcast at the Morning Muse Podcast. Well, thank you guys so much and I'll see you guys next week. Bye guys.